When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com. Deck maintenance isn't fun. Move the furniture and barbecue, sand and prep, paint, seal, or get a low-maintenance Trex deck. The only colour fade you'll have to deal with is watching the sunset. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. We're ever so grateful that our next guest has uh, spent some time for us this morning. Uh, we're going to be talking now to uh, Nick O'Hearn. Now, golf fans will know exactly who Nick O'Hearn is. Uh, a very, very successful professional uh, on the European Tour, now known as the DP Tour, of course, the PGA. Played in all four majors, six professional wins, including uh, the Australian PGA. Had a highest ranking of 16 in the world back in uh, 2007. And is the only man in history to beat Tiger Woods twice and match play. Um, that's pretty impressive, folks, isn't it? Absolutely amazing. He's also the host, actually, of SEN's Off the Tee as well uh, in Australia. Uh, Nick, uh, thank you very much for your time. I'm honoured to speak to you. Ah, good morning, Smithy. Great to have a chat. Um, Nick, uh, obviously, the, the subject we, we are going to talk about is uh, not one that um, is actually fantastic for golf at the moment. This is the split between... Uh, authority, I guess you'd call it, and uh, live golf, and it could be even more highlighted um, in around about uh, four or five days' time when the Tour Championship is over and more announcements come involving perhaps some Australians, yeah? It seems that way, yeah. I, I heard uh, after the Tour Championship, seven players uh, who you know have, have all played that first FedEx Cup event are all going to uh, head across to live. That's, what it, that's, that's the rumours going around, and obviously Cam Smith is the main one. Mark Leishman's another name thrown in there. Um, one, the, one of the big ones was uh, Hideki Matsuyama. However, I'm also hearing that he's not going anymore. So, you know, it's funny, all this uh, rumour mill that's going around and everything, but you're right. Golf is certainly divided at the moment, and we're in for a bit of a tumultuous time in the next few months, that's for sure. Of course, I've uh, timed this announcement, which would enable those that are going to still be able to meet their PGA commitments, which, of course, is the Tour Championship this weekend. Cameron Smith, uh, who uh, the golfing world uh, have liked anyway, but fell in love with after his uh, recent major win. Uh, what about this kid? I mean, you know, the world is at his feet uh, in terms of golf. Um, how do you feel about this? Uh, you'd know him. You'd know him well, I would imagine. Yeah, I know Cam. I've had a little bit to do with him over the years, but it's an interesting one. Um, you know, when he won the Players' Championship, I guess when was that back in May, and then won the Open Championship, obviously it was an amazing win at St Andrews. And the press conferences going around after that, you know, how he really didn't commit one way or the other. So you sort of had an inkling, oh, okay, this guy looks like he's probably going. I'm a bit of a traditionalist. I'd love to see him stay and play the PGA Tour and create more history over the next 10 to 15 years. But I guess, uh, you know, money does talk and, and everyone has their number and everyone... And, and I can understand the guys that have gone. I mean, it's, you know, when they're throwing these sorts of figures around, uh, there's obviously a lot of discussion around where the money's coming from and things like that. But he, uh, 
he's one I'd be a little disappointed if he did go, to be honest, because, you know, he can create a legacy and become one of Australia's greatest ever golfers, I think. In his favour, he's mm. going to be playing all the majors for the next five years, but, you know, there's a lot of other history to be made as well. So, um, yeah, it's a bit of a tough one to swallow, that one, if, if he does go, and it's also going to weaken the President's Cup team, that's for sure. He's our best player. Yeah, well, that was the other thing I was going to bring up because uh, straight away, that's him out of that. That's uh, possibly Mark Leishman out of that. Um, let's hope uh, Matsuyama does not go because all of a sudden, um, you know, for Trevor Immelman, he's got big issues to try and compete. Yeah, he certainly has. Um, you know, he's got four captain's picks, so he does has have plenty of players to choose from. But when you when two of your best players go, they were automatic selections. That's a huge, that's a huge kick in the gut. So it's going to be some tough selections if they do go. Um, you know, and Matsuyama, that's an interesting one. If he does go, well, they've basically cornered the Asian market, and that's why they're throwing all this money at Matsuyama. I've heard rumours of around 400 million US that they're trying to lure him away with. I mean, that is big, big money. But uh, again, I've heard he's committed again to the PGA Tour, so uh, time will tell. And you know, this, this is all going to end up in the law courts. Obviously, the interesting thing, or I guess the one thing about that antitrust lawsuit is they set a date for early January 2024. So that's 16 months away. So all the players that have gone, they can't play PGA Tour events until then. So all their world rankings are going to go down because they're not getting any world ranking points. They'll probably have to go play other events, maybe in Asia and things like that. But again, they'll be weaker fields and none of those guys will be left in the top 50 in the world by then. So uh, it's going to put an interesting question mark on the world rankings. Well, that is the key to it, isn't it? The the, the world ranking system, and, and how soon do you th is it going to be that long before they sort out uh, whether these uh, tournaments are going to go towards world rankings? I mean, because that is the key to entry into so many events. It is, yeah, for sure, and and it's a long process. I mean, that's the funny thing, you know, Greg Norman and, and the Live Tour they did uh, apply for world ranking points recently, uh, but the process takes a minimum of twelve months, sometimes even two years. So. You know, the, what's not in their favour is 54 holes instead of 72 holes, uh, limited field, mm -hmm. there is no cut, and those two things are, are, are basically crucial for world ranking points. So they're going to have to change their format, I would say, to maybe 72 holes, have some sort of a cut if that's going to happen, but that's completely opposite of the model that they want. So um, it's going to be a tough road ahead for, for the Live Tour to, you know, to, to get those points, but um, who knows? Um, there might be some brown paper bags involved. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I would imagine there will be uh, quite big bags as well, um, which brings me to uh, to Greg Norman. Of course, um, Greg Norman is a person that uh, you know quite a lot about. Um, you know, is, what is this for Greg? I mean, my understanding is he's quite a wealthy man. So, is it, is this pocket driven? Is it ego driven? Is it resentment driven to the PGA? Is it a, a combination of all three here? It, it could be a combination, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, look, I've I've known Greg for a long, long time. I, I've only only through playing golf with him. I don't really know him on a personal level. You know, back in the '90s, obviously, he wanted to start this tour, uh, some sort of a world golf tour. He got all the best players in the world together. I think it, you know, Freddie Couples came out with some interesting comments. I guess uh, a few weeks ago, where saying, "Well, look, really, no one really liked him back then out on tour." So. I'm not sure he's well-respected amongst his peers. I mean, he's obviously got two major championships to his name and, you know, so many world, uh, golf championships that he's won around the world and number one for 331 weeks of the year, which is an incredible record. But, um, you know, he has, I'd say, got a bit of a grudge against the tour and and Greg does have a nice-sized ego, you know, from if you look at a lot of the social media pics and things like that. So he's, uh, he's quite a character and, um, you know, it's... Uh, 
it would be interesting to see how this would have gone if they had someone else at the helm as opposed to Greg Norman running the lift to it. So, um, but I don't see him going anywhere. Obviously, as you mentioned, he has got plenty of money um, and now he's got even more fronting the Saudi league. So uh, mm. we'll see how this all plays out. So PGA of Australia stance on all this now. Well, they haven't uh, said anything one way or the other, I believe. Um, again, we've got an interesting thing at the end of the year because we've got uh, a couple of co-sanctioned events with the DP World Tour, European Tour. Now, they are still letting the uh, live players play. I mean, we saw Ian Poulter play the Czech Masters uh, last week, so those players still are allowed to play the DP World Tour. So it'll be interesting to see if any of those players do play like the uh, the Australian PGA, which is a co-sanctioned event. I mean, Cameron Smith, he goes. He's, he's one that we're hoping that will come down and play all these events. So, um, yeah, the, the, the Australasian Tour has uh, some decisions to make coming up, and uh, obviously they have a good alliance with, with the DP World Tour and the PGA, and the PGA Tour in the US, so I can't see them uh, doing anything different but supporting them. So why is uh, Asia not uh, aligned with these uh, particular bodies, and why are they... Why are they the one that uh, it seems to be that Live Golf are looking to get alongside in a strong way? Well, a little while ago, uh, the the uh, you know Saudi Royal Family and the Live Golf Tour and all that they uh, invested something like three to four hundred million dollars into the Asian Tour, creating an international series. So it's almost a bit of a feeder, I guess you could say, into the Live Golf event. So. You know, the Asian Tour is separate to themselves. Um, they haven't really had much to do with us here in Australia or, or a little bit to do with Europe and, and the odd event with the PGA Tour. But, you know, when all this money came their way, they've uh, aligned themselves with, with Liv. And, and that's where a lot of these players will be going to play to try and get world ranking points. We saw Patrick Reed mm. uh, a couple of weeks ago go play an event there in Asia. The interesting thing is a lot of the Liv players, one of the reasons they said they were going was because they wanted to play less and now all of a sudden they're searching for tournaments to play where they can get world mm. ranking points so it's pretty hip- hypocritical and we all know why they went they went for the money we mm. we, we know that yeah. and you know it's it's their decision and their choice and they're being well compensated for it that's for sure one of the good stories uh and the, the pga in the last fortnight has been uh one of your own and adam scott it's not very easy once you get to uh to uh, this playoff stage uh, to make your way up the, the field in terms of trying to get to the Tour Championship. He's managed to do it two weeks in a, uh, uh, two weeks in a, row, a row with some remarkable golf. He has, yeah. I mean, every time I watch Scotty, uh, when you watch him swing the golf club, you think, how does this guy ever play badly? <laughs> it's one of the mm, best yeah. swings on tour, obviously. And, and he's, his putting this year has been pretty impressive. And, and that up and down on the last hole, I mean, he knew he had to get that up and down out of the bunker on the last to get into the Tour Championship and he hit probably the best bunker shot he's hit all year and, and what an effort it's been to, to force his way in there. Unfortunately, the other couple of players uh, in Leishman, I think Herbert and uh, Cam Davis, didn't make it through. But uh, we've got two Aussies in there, Cam Smith and Adam Scott. Looking forward to them. And you know, From a New Zealand, New Zealand standpoint, I think for you guys, uh, I've, I've been so impressed with Ryan Fox and the way he's played on the DP World Tour this year. He's just uh, getting better and better every every season. Kind of hoping that uh, he might come into contention for Trevor Immelman at some point. Uh, Nick, but what a, uh, let's talk about uh, Nick Ahern if we can, please, because uh, as I mentioned, um, how the hell do you beat Tiger Woods not once but twice in match play? I mean, you must be mentally very tough uh, to be able to do that. Great memories, great memories for you, sir. Oh, it was great memories, yeah, but I always tell people I found his weakness. He doesn't like short-hitting left-handed Australians. 
<laughs> yeah, so he's what he's so far in front of him. You, you, you know, you have to basically play catch up. But um, that must have been. Uh, I mean, amongst the other things you've achieved in golf, that's uh, something to hold on to, Nick. Yeah, well, um, you know, as, as uh, people tell me, no one's ever done it. Uh, the two and zero record against him, which was pretty cool. I mean, at the time, I didn't think, uh, especially after the first match, it was such a big deal because I had to go out and play in the afternoon again. But the second time was a real challenge because. He was number one in the world, obviously, still uh, at that point. And he was trying to break Byron Nelson's record of 11 tournaments in a row. And he'd won seven in a row going into the match play uh, up until that point. So, you know, none of the crowd wanted me to win. And, and to get past him in that second match was really pretty special. And, and uh, yeah, it's something to cherish for the rest of my life. And I'll be telling the grandkids that one day for sure. Uh, Nick, the other thing that comes into mind is, uh, is Nick Ahern these days uh, for me because uh, we've had our very own Stephen Alka just um, once he turned uh, 50. Uh, just absolutely life has changed, his golfing life has changed, his world has changed uh, with his success on uh, the Champions Tour. You've just turned 50 in October last year. What about Nick Ahern in golf these days? Oh, I, I don't really play that much anymore. I've moved more into the TV commentary role and uh, more into the media. Um, just wrote my second book, How to Play Your Best Golf. So I'm sort of helping golfers come full circle in that regard. But, uh, yeah, I've, I've actually been thinking about it since I turned to. I might go play on the uh, Legends Tour a little bit next year in Europe. Uh, I'm exempt over there, but not in the U.S. That's a tough road to get on the Champions Tour. And, and what Steve's done is just amazing, especially how he did it through Monday qualifying and then top tenning and, and continuing to go on. And... And I tell you what, I reckon Trevor Immelman might, might want to look at him as a captain's pick because he's playing some amazing golf. Well, I can tell you, uh, we'd be very interested if we've got any New Zealanders uh, involved. Uh, Quail Hollow, of course, it's not that far away. Uh, Nick O'Hearn, it's been an honour to talk to you. Uh, thank you very much for your insight onto uh, Live Golf. It's uh, what it, Whatever happens out of it, it's been a pretty, pretty ugly episode in, in golf and let's hope it can be sorted out. Golf's too good for that. Uh, thanks for your time, mate. We appreciate it. No problem. Great chatting. Yeah, cheers. Nick O'Hearn there uh, from uh, Australia. He is the host of SCN, SCN's uh, Off The Tee as well. Nick O'Hearn, if you can get onto that podcast. Um, of course, what a golfer. Uh, um, what a record beating Tiger Woods twice in match play. We'll take a break while I stop and think about that, I think. Here's some tips for maintaining your Trex deck. Um, occasionally wash it with some soapy water or a pressure cleaner. Trex composite decking is low maintenance and won't fade, splinter or warp. Trex, the world's number one decking brand.